Welcome to episode 86 of the Two on Three podcast, where it takes an hour for two of your friends to take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I'm worn out from my daughter's 15 hour school day. And you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Are you guys in the uh, throes of uh, first day of school? It's uh, next week for us, but we are doing the fun dance of when the elementary don't really know what they're doing yet, even though school starts in less than a week, and they send you emails like, hey, we're having an orientation tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you couldn't have let us know a week ago? It's from 2 to 3.30 on a Thursday, and we're letting you know less than 24 hours in advance. Hope to see you there. <laughs> Public school, it works for all of us. Oh. Good Lord. We'll get into this later in the OT. Okay. Anyway, um, let's see. On this episode, we're exploring what it means to be too lazy to see live concerts, uh, enjoying a long expected lifespan or a higher expected lifespan, depending upon how you see it, and improving or not improving your workplace by just being yourself. But uh, just, uh, we'll, just to lead off the show here before we jump into it, uh, we had a visit from some podcasting friends this week, which, we was a, which is a real treat. So our friends at the uh, How Was Your Week Honey podcast, Chris and Kristen, were in town, and we both got a chance to hang out with them, albeit separately. Indeed. Well, I don't <laughs> want to hang out with you any more than I have to. We already spent a night together last week. <laughs> we spent the night together? Don't don't air out all of our dirty laundry here. The, but um, it got me thinking, because... You know how uh, you get internet friends? Like, like most of your friends around are like your work friends. Like most, most of the people I know, I worked with them. Uh, you got some school friends. You probably, since you went to school locally, you have school friends too. Yeah. I don't really have school friends here. Right. And then I have some, I have some internet friends who became IRL friends, which is kind of a cool thing. It's like first, my first internet friends that became IRL friends were World of Warcraft friends. You know, I think that if it wasn't so, like, jarringly pathetic to everyone who might take advantage of it, there might be, like, a friendship-style Tinder. Like, you just put your, your interests in there, and then you swipe on people. You're like, oh, I need some right. friends. I need <laughs> friender. Friender. Anyway, um, yeah, so my first thing was World of Warcraft, which okay. just, you know, just playing. I got I had a buddy who who asked me if I wanted to play. I said, okay, I'll play. And so you play and then you meet other people who are also playing and you find out kind of who's cool and who's kind of a dick. And then, then you join a guild and then mm-hmm. you figure out who's cool and who's a dick. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're playing like the game a lot. You're chatting with people in the game. You're, you know, you throw in your headset and you're doing stuff together and, mm-hmm. you know, and you end up just hanging out with these people. Sure. And they turn into sort of voices on the internet and then, you know, I found out some of you, you know, they live in Portland, some of them live around. And so, you know, you end up going places and you just end up hanging out and meeting them. And it's cool. And I'm still, and even though I haven't played WoW in years, uh, I'm still friends with these folks, like on Facebook and stuff. And they're just, and, and it was, it was fun to meet Chris and Kristen because, you know, they became voices from the internet who, yeah, you get to read in real life, and then uh, they're super cool. So that was uh, that's a real treat when that happens. It is World of Warcraft, though. No EverQuest, right? It didn't break up your marriage. No, <laughs> no, no. World of Warcraft again. It's sort of like podcasting with you. It's like I didn't, I, you know, you don't hang out at the bar anymore, right? Right. So you just find ways to hang out with your friends, and World of Warcraft was an easy way to hang out with my friends, and. and uh, you know, so it was, so it sort of just took on its own little thing. And then, of course, it gets a little too serious. Yeah. Like, it becomes this whole thing where you you feel like you've got to get on the game and take care of all your business. And oh, there's yeah. raid night, and, it, and oh, then yeah. there's yelling, and then there's, oh, my God. And then it's it gets like too- playing, a, yeah, the lamest possible co-ed, like, not co-ed, but just, like, uh, recreational sport. Right. Like, right. I, I got to go to softball tonight, and then people get mad. Right. getting in fights and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, people aren't ready and they're just like, they suck. And you're just like, God damn it. It's yeah. like, I wish there was somebody better. Yeah, exactly. It's like a slow pitch softball team, except, except you're trying to kill dragons and shit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, but it was great to see the Myers. I appreciated that they made time for me. I'm glad to hear they made time for you as well. I didn't find out about that till after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a great time getting to know them a little bit, even though uh, the, the irony is that because it's the internet, I already kind of do know them, right? It's, and, and I actually was thinking about this when, uh, when Matt guessed it a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the online dating thing, a couple of bits I never, we didn't have time for, uh, was that I realized when we were going through the show that I actually hadn't had a relationship that didn't in some way start online since the 90s, because even when I would get to meet someone, because, well, I met my wife at the workplace, and there was workplace chat, right? There was sure. instant messaging going on there. <laughs> and numerous girls that I dated before that, I either, um, you know, you, you, you would get their, you know, their their AIM screen name, right? Like, oh, are you on AIM? Let's, let's <laughs> chat. I mean, this was a thing that I was doing in college, so I didn't even occur sure. to me that I was, like, meeting them online, but we really were sort of pre-curating our relationship. Um, yeah. which is, I think, better for everybody because, you know, it's like no, nobody wants to sleep with some weirdo on a third date and you've had like, you know, 80 minutes of conversation. No, it's true. <laughs> well, I do. I want to sleep with people on the third date. I don't care who they are. <laughs> I don't even have to like them. I'm not- <laughs> Look, man, having standards never got anybody anywhere. Right. Let's be clear. All right. So um, let's just jump into the show. Sounds good to me. Segment one. So the other week we uh, we did we we had to push the show a day because on the recording night I had come into some free tickets to see the Rush band um, movie Cinema Strangiato, which was shown in theaters one night only kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend, uh, she's from Canada. She uh, her parents came to town. She had these tickets, and so she said she just offered them to me. I said, "Oh, sounds like fun. I'll go." Uh, it was a complete sausage fest of 50 plus year old people hanging out watching Rush, a Rush movie. <laughs> well, my, my, my first thought was I was disappointed to find that it wasn't a, a, a documentary film on the Paula Abdul follow up single from 1989, <laughs> Rush, that be, Rush. That would be Rush, Rush. Oh, so yes, I was confused. Right. But I agree. It was pretty funny to watch also. And I was actually impressed with your level of restraint. I figured as a a drum enthusiast as a percussion as a per- percussion enthusiast that you might have a hard time containing yourself and you didn't move around very much but it was funny to kind of look around and see all the dudes kind of just wiggling in their seats <laughs> <laughs> is this what it's like to go to a concert if you're super old yes well you i mean everybody sits there and wiggles around in their seats isn't that the isn't that the funny thing about everybody I'm, I'm going to say this in a blanket way, but everybody at the Rush show is some sort of just frustrated drummer of some kind. <laughs> and I'm not particularly frustrated about it, but you can tell the people who love it, but maybe they don't, you know, maybe they play, maybe they don't, but they just love the, the you know, the air, air drumming is something that just happens at Rush shows. Yeah. That's it. it. Has, I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, you know, it's like, throwing shit at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's just like you just know that there's going to be some people who are there for, you know, to to soak up the the drum experience and let you know that they know certain parts in here and there. But I'm not the kind of person. I you know, maybe when I was younger it probably would have it would have been a different thing. Yeah. But um it's uh yeah, it's not uh You didn't feel like showing off in front of not, your peers? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but uh, you know, I was just, you mentioned Rush Rush, and it just occurred to me that Keanu Reeves is the, is the, is the James Dean uh, he is, indeed. guy in, uh, in Rush Rush. Anyway. Um, Formative music video for me. Rush yeah? Rush. Yeah. <laughs> I think Paula Abdul is pr- plenty hot in that video, isn't she? She's like a, a young Paula Abdul. Anyway, now you've got me totally thinking about Keanu and Paula <laughs> well, Abdul. But coming back to this whole rush thing, you know, it, it does draw a certain crowd, right? Yeah. And it actually, I actually was surprised by, I guess the level of commitment that I, that I have to our friendship, because yeah. this is definitely not the kind of thing that I'm like generally interested in. But one, I was like, all right, you know what? This might be the kind of thing we can get a segment out of on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm partially, and two, I was, I was genuinely curious. And three, I felt like you wouldn't have asked me if you knew somebody else who you knew would want to go. And obviously, we've played music together in the past. Um, I've actually never been 
into Rush, um, and I've never, it, it's one of these things where I've never really had anybody in my life that was super into Rush and, like, exposed me to it in the way that I've been, you know, turned on to lots of other bands over the course of my life, um, and I actually never explored Rush because of the weird cult-like fandom they have. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was always turned off by bands that had that. Like, I was late to, for instance, not that I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, but, like, I never really, I, I, I always brushed it off because, like, the people who were into it were super weird about it. And I was like, right. yeah, I don't, whatever you're yeah, doing, I'm, I don't I'm ex- I feel exactly the same way about Dave Matthews. <laughs> and so my, my involvement with Dave came and, and went. But, uh, but with Rush, I thought it was weird because, um, I guess... I never explored it for a couple of reasons. So the only Rush song that ever really was, you know, a big hit was Tom Sawyer, right? Sure. Like, that's the only radio hit. Yeah, um, that's the one everyone knows. If someone said, "Hey, Rush, the Rush song," oh yeah, Tom Sawyer. Right, and it's it's I know that song, but it's not particularly catchy. Like I'm putting together an '80s mix, that's probably not making the cut for <laughs> no, me. Not really. <laughs> Um, and so like the time when Rush might have captured my imagination, I wasn't old enough to be playing any music meaningfully. But you know that I love to sing, mm-hmm. and. I love to sing along. So I think part of the, again, with Rush, it's like, if somebody else had been the vocalist, maybe I'd be more into it, would have been more into it at a younger age. Cause it's, yes, it's also not particularly sing songy from a lyrical standpoint. It tends to be a little, a little nerdy. Well, it, I realized over the course of the, the show was that, okay, so what it's really about for these guys is they're musicians in, I guess, the truest sense of the word, this idea that it's not even about building a song or an album. It's about, what sounds can we put together with these different things to then create, um, you know, something resembling a, a song or, or a period? You know, they're right. a bit of a they're a bit of a prog rock jam band, a little bit, right? Yeah, they do. Yes, they're they. There's more precision and thought that goes into it. It's not yes. like a jam band, but yes, they're they're willing to I shouldn't throw have said together. Jam band, but yeah, but they're willing to throw together some things that you might find odd. I mean, Jam Man only in the sense of like a nine minute song is not out of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's right. coming out, right? Yeah. But it turns out I actually really enjoyed the music that I hadn't been exposed to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up after the fact and kind of got into it. And what it reminded me of is the only other progressive rock band I've ever really been a fan of, which is uh, Coheed and Cambria. They're kind of a new metal slash punk kind of prog rock sort of like a lot their albums are about like space exploration okay. <laughs> okay. and the vocals are weird uh-huh. and there's eight minute songs sure yeah so it reminded yeah. me of that but uh yeah I thank you we, for taking me yeah you're welcome i i enjoyed it it's it's funny though that we we were chatting about it as we were walking out and it was uh it was like it sort of felt like classical music in that obviously a ton of work goes into it right but at this point in their life i mean are they really is there can they really enjoy it? It's one of those things where, where it seems so difficult to do that it, yeah, I think you can tell that Neil's ready to quit because he's (laughs) old. And I mean, that was one of the, I think that was the last tour that they did. Mm -hmm. And so he's just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like 65 years old. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to die. He seems like he kind of hates everyone also, not necessarily his (laughs) bandmates, but like he, he just comes off as a, he comes off as a bit of a grump. I like that he didn't show up to the meet and greet that they filmed for the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during the, the, the like he's not coming. He's yeah. not coming because he's a grump. It anyway. was because he was what the guy. I, I don't know if it's a joke or not. It feels like maybe it's not. Is like he said he's uh, discovered the fine art of needlepoint and he can't pull himself away from it. That seems like a very weird obsessive. He might be exactly. What I actually the biggest revelation for me was that I didn't realize that Alex Lifeson was like one of the best guitarists of of my lifetime yeah he's he's amazing that was i, I blew my mind like because again the, the rush songs i'd heard really aren't there's no three minute guitar solo like there were in some of the tracks <laughs> that were featured on the in the movie but uh, yeah 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 but i like a i like a, i like the a, i like a concert movie i think that uh that you know growing up that you know, when you had MTV and they had videos, it was always really nice to get like a live, oh, the like concert the live, video, yeah. like the live concert video, right? Yeah. And and the one that always sort of keeps coming up for me when I was when I was younger was, I think it's because all the people I hung out with like smoked dope, but, um, <laughs> you know, the the Led Zeppelin movie. Yeah. Right. Song remains the same. Okay. Like, I I don't know how every time I walked into a college dorm room or. Like somebody's house, like in high school, they're having a party. Like someone had thrown on the VHS of Led Zeppelin song remains, songs remain, song remains the same. Interesting. It was like, it was like, 
I don't know. It just was. It was just everywhere when I was younger. I don't know what what the deal with was. You know, I don't know what the deal was, but it just was this thing, and I don't know why it was always on, and I, it always made me laugh. But I guess there's a certain eve part of the evening where things start to wind down, where someone just grabs you know a VHS of that and just throws it in. Yeah, I always run into that stuff. That is like the uh, one time I watched like 45 minutes of Michael Jackson YouTube videos. Like, sure? I think I was just trying to show the kids at one point, like some song. And then I ended up just leaving on the YouTube mix. And I, I was doing some mundane, maybe it was needlepoint in the uh-huh. living room. And I ended up just like listening to 45 minutes of Michael Jackson live performances back to back on YouTube. Um, or I'll come out, you know, what, what's the, uh, the apex channel or whatever the crazy. Epic. Oh uh, no. Yeah. No, yeah, not epics. No. Um, I know what you're talking AXS. about. Yeah. Axis, yes. yes. So there's like the concert, the live concert channel, right? There used to be Palladium. I don't see Palladium anymore. It's no, it became Axis. Okay, same thing. Yeah, but yeah, they they always have like something killer on every once in a while. And if you had, I always thought of Palladium or, or Axis as the the like the Circuit City channel, <laughs> right? Because you're never gonna have anything on there that can't be it's that's not family friendly. Uh huh. It, it's a great showcase for both like screens and sound systems sure so if you go i think most of my experience with concert movies comes from you know just browsing at the best buy <laughs> <laughs> it's like who? who's this yeah 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 speaking of michael jackson uh did you ever see this is it the one where mike michael jackson is going to die have you ever seen that uh oh that, the that documentary movie? yes uh the no, concert I've... one the one where they were trying to pull together his last concert i have seen bits and pieces of it i've never watched the whole thing yeah, um, it's crazy. I thought you were going to ask me if I'd seen Moonwalker, and I was like, hell yes, I've seen Moonwalker oh, like 40 up. times. <laughs> it turns into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and this is it. Um, Orianthe is his guitarist, and this girl can just play up a storm. She's amazing. But the uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because you get to see him sort of like, you, you know he's going to die. Yeah, because <laughs> he died before the movie came out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah he died before the movie came out. I mean, I was going to go into some other uh, videos that uh, concert movies that made um, that I've enjoyed over the years. I'll, I'll just tell you, I'll give you two more. Under a Blood Red Sky from U two. We, when I was in high school, we I had the live vinyl and we ran that video over and over and over again. Okay. Um, and uh, Metallica's Live Binge and Purge, which is their basically their tour de force like 1988 89 metallica and they've never been better and it's the it comes in a big box set and i have it and every now and again i'll put it on and 1989 seattle um is one of the concerts and they just they just crush and i uh, i don't know sometimes when i'm in for live music you just to throw in a dvd is is it's, it's certainly easier than trying to find live music out and then like have to leave my home to, to get it. Yeah. I feel really bad about that. Uh, part of my life that I used to, I mean, going to live music was a huge part of my life for like 15 years. And yeah, since we it, had kids, it's just like, eh, it's just, no. it's just, I can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, it has to be, it has to be pretty, it has to be pretty special. Well, I think the last two concerts I went to live were I went to Pearl jam and I went to Taylor Swift. I mean, it doesn't get more tent poly than that in this town. Like, no. The stadium. Right. It's like you, going, you go to the... I only go to Marvel movies. So <laughs> right. Kind of right. concert attendance. <laughs> exactly. Everything else, I'll just wait till it comes out on TV. Yeah. I don't uh, think I could put together a list of yeah. concert movies. I'd struggle. Um, yeah. I just, again, I, I'm a happenstance concert movie viewer. I definitely... I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I need... I'm going to put this on. I was going to put on the uh, Miley Cyrus uh, Best of Both Worlds, uh, you know, um, Hannah Montana concert movie, which I, which I, <laughs> that's a different story for a different time, but it's, it, it has a, it's, it has a happy ending. Yeah. Does Crossroads count? If I put Crossroads <laughs> on, it's like. <laughs> the Britney movie? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it definitely counts. It counts for something. With Anson Mount. <laughs> You just like saying you just like saying his name. All right, on to segment two. So apparently, we're living longer in Washington State. That's not a bad deal. And uh, um, recently, a um, 
study came out where it says Washington State has the eighth highest life expectancy in the U.S. <laughs> we we were debating this whole usage of the eighth highest life expectancy. Longest? Highest? I think they mean longest. This is a less and fewer argument. Well, it's even weird how they caption the image here. It's like Washington has the eighth highest life expectancy in the nation with residents enjoying an average lifespan. Okay, well, so you just used the word lifespan. It's length. <laughs> This is not why we brought this up. <laughs> no, it isn't. But it's it's interesting. So um, for those of you who are interested, Washington is number eight. And here are the ones that are above us. How did New Jersey get above us, first of all? The Garden State, baby. <laughs> Massachusetts came in above us. New York, Minnesota, Connecticut, California, Hawaii. I sort of believe Hawaii. But New York and Massachusetts kind of surprised me. They edged us barely, though. Yeah, Little, we're, we're all we're all about the same there, eighty. We're at eighty point. What are we at? Eighty point two, mm-hmm. and then like it, it's we're, we're tied with Jersey and Colorado, basically. Yes. Yeah. So the the weed states, the early weed states, Washington, Colorado, doing pretty well, and then it just kind of slopes off. The bottom five are yikes. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Alabama, West Virginia, and Mississippi. I think we can, I think we, I think it's up to, you don't have to be a social scientist to figure out (laughs) perhaps why the bottom five are struggling. I thought what was interesting is that, did you look down like key findings related to the causes of death? Did you dive into this at all? uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like how they talked about that more people die of cancer in Kentucky than like, it's like a two X, like a factor of two X. Yeah. No crazy. Yeah. And then, but Utah has the fewest, fewest cancer deaths. Well, I mean, can but we, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, but we're, um, we're pretty good. We do, we do pretty well. Yeah. Um, you see like these heart disease things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, again, it, I think it comes down to basically Western Washington dominates this, right? Dominates our, you know, and then the but the rest of the state isn't like living unhealthily. No, but it yeah, in general, I think that well, I think you know, first of all, I'd like to overlay a fracking map over this lifespan um, <laughs> calculator. Like I'd really under, like to understand. It's not fracking in Kentucky. It's, it's well above the cancer map. Yeah, it's it's smoking. You think so? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, so if you look at the bottom, the bottom dozen. The it's mostly poorer southern, you know, maybe hard hard drinking, smoking kind of kind of places. God, you're being so stereotypical. <laughs> but living <laughs> in Mississippi, so? living in Mississippi does cost you a full six months of life compared to the next available state. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, next available state. It costs. It it would cost us. S- Five and a half years of life yeah. to live in Mississippi. Yeah, that's five and a half years. <laughs> seems rough. <laughs> it seems rough. It it seems like well, you know, Hawaii. I guess I get it. The weather's nice. People have active lifestyles. I mean, yeah. is that what is that? I mean, travel then, less. I mean, less risk in your life, maybe just overall. Yeah, like, I I think again, I'd like to see not only a a fracking overlay on some of the stuff. I'd like to understand like your relationship too because. Uh, relationship to like things like power lines like i think that, no. that's why i was kind of surprised to see I, yeah but like new york and stuff but i think most of that stuff's underground in new york mm. whereas like if you are in you know i don't know one of these sort of sparsely populated states that requires a lot of above ground electricity <laughs> delivery <laughs> slowly killing you i think it's i think it probably has to do more with like income education it probably has more to do with income and education than anything. I that's that's my that's my sense of it. Um, but you know, look, look, how does Florida Florida sneaks into like the top fifteen? And you know, people in Florida are crazy. But that's true. I think maybe do they count all the old people that moved to Florida and die when they're like ninety five? I think you had to <laughs> <laughs> live here. I, I'm trying to find the the, the rigor here. Yeah. Um, but I don't see that. I don't know if it counts if, if you move there like late in life. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, but 
we in the state of Washington have seen a 32.6% uh, increase in alcohol-related liver disease. Interesting. Is that, is that, is that, that's, that's, uh, that's people working from Amazon. It's like, <laughs> I work an 80-hour week for Amazon, and now I'm just going to kill myself by drinking. Yeah, and then the rest of us have um, climate-induced alcoholism to manage the stress. <laughs> right. When the sun goes away, we all just like stay inside and drink heavily. This is, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, seasonal affective disorder is a real thing, Chris. It. I. I don't. I don't doubt it at all. But the. Um, I just think this is really interesting because, you know, there's, there's interesting things like drugs, like you know how many you know, opioid deaths and all these kinds of things. I think again, I think those kind of things affect places again that have lower incomes, lower, lower education, those kinds of things. I, I, I would really love to peel this onion much more deeply, but, but I yeah, just that's think what I was disappointed I, about with this article is that it seemed like there needed to be, I needed a lot more detail on the cause and effect here and like trends. I'd like to see trends over time for each state. Um, I think yeah. it's really unfortunate that you look at this and you see kind of the, the lower level ones and it's like it feels self-evident to some extent and that that i don't mean to pass judgment i i really am not but it you look at like you say some of these income related or, or places where the government has not functioned well for now an extended period of time yeah and how that impacts i mean you got to think like i i'm guessing that the infant mortality rate in Mississippi is probably the highest in the nation. That's a guess, but that's going to impact this kind of a study pretty severely, right? And it's probably, I would, I bet, it, I bet you, if you did that study and looked at it state by state, it'd be almost exactly inverse. Yeah, and that's just the kind of thing that really doesn't, shouldn't happen in our country at this point in in, in human development. Um, right, but okay, so so in a quick. In a quick um, internet search, I came up with um, the best, most educated states. You want to know what the bottom five are? Sure. Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, West Virginia, Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> also the bottom of this list. Um, best educated states, Massachusetts, Maryland, Vermont, Connecticut, Colorado, top five. Again, I think all those are sort of... They they show up, yeah. They show up. At least a couple of them show up. But I think that uh, that um, maybe it's just live, living in the South, eating fried food, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Well, I mean, you saw <laughs> earlier this month that the FDA tweeted out, "Please don't drink bleach. It won't cure AIDS or <laughs> something yeah. else." I don't. They like they have to announce this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason they have to announce things like that, which again is scary and sad. But well, uh, and and that goes back to education because one of the things that 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 came out of that FDA tweet was that I didn't realize they are constantly fighting this um, this war of uh, of keeping up in the sense that people who post cure alls and then promote it on Facebook can pop up and promote something faster than they can react to it. Oh, sure. So they can use the, the scam, the medical scams can move at the speed of information, and obviously the FDA can't respond as quickly to that. And so that leads to weird shit like, don't drink bleach, morons. <laughs> I, you know, I, I heard if you drink bleach, it'll cure your AIDS. <laughs> and then somebody says, yeah, I, maybe that's right. I read it on the internet. 276 annual reports of exposure to non-household bleach in 2018, 2017, sorry. God. <laughs> People, stay in school. So this is, I think this is what I'm getting from this. Stay in school, be, be better educated, and, uh, and perhaps you'll live longer. It seems like a good plan. Yeah, I mean, it's better than, you know, I mean, I probably eat too much fried chicken to expect that I'll live <laughs> that I'm going to be upping the average on this. Let's see, 80 points. What is it? Eight, what am I going to get to? 81 years old to get over the average? Oh, man. We take it over and under? Anybody want to take uh, an over and under on that? 
<laughs> the smart money's taken the under, sadly, for me. There's apparently some product called Master Mineral Solution, <laughs> which is yes. it's, com- it's composed of sodium chloride and distilled water and instruct you to add citric acid, which then turns that into a powerful bleaching agent. <laughs> God. Just drink, drink this. It's fine. People, stop doing that. Killing me. It's You're advice to those who are. Yeah, it's advice to those who are drinking it. Stop now. Stop. Please don't drink that anymore. No. Lord. Anyway, well, that was enlightening, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit of third rail topic for us on that one. <laughs> on to segment three. I stumbled across a moment of introspection from Twitter and every now and again, you know how people try to get motivational on Twitter, which is just basically pissing into a tornado, right? This is, you know, but I thought this one was interesting. It just caught my eye and they tweeted, what if all of your teammates worked like you cared like you sacrificed like you had energy like you had the same attitude as you communicated like you served others like you had the same drive as you would your team be better or worse well i think we have to tackle these one at a time <laughs> so did you have a plan did you have a plan here because the thing is that i really need I, I'm, i'll be honest about myself i, I i'm sure. comfortable saying that right. not everyone should approach their profession the way that i do I t- I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. I I think that regardless of who you are, to have a whole team of you is probably a disaster waiting to happen. But the <laughs> thing about it is, is that some of me I'd be able to balance it. Like I'd get some of me on board with like just owning parts of it, so not uh-huh. all of us would have to have this right. The equal, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the equal levels of these different a- uh, aspects of our personalities in order to be successful. Yeah. All right. So. Why don't we just start by saying, giving a quick answer, better or worse for each one. Okay. And then if you have a short explanation, we can do that too. Right. So worked like you? Better. I agree, better. Do you have yeah. a reason why? Well, <laughs> I'm very good at getting my chips in to where they need to be. I think that's what really, I think with me, work like me is just having a sense of what's important. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really good at taking a big pile of stuff and just picking out the priority stuff and knocking it clean out of the park. Sure. So that's, that's worked like me probably be better. Yeah. I, my response is like, this is going to hard, hard. When you say it's better, it's really hard enough to sound egotistical when you explain why, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, uh, for me, it's either I am the only one who's not lying about my workload or I can get four. what takes one of my peers four hours to do. I can get done in less than an hour. Mm. That just seems to be like the amount of effort required to do a certain amount of tasks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm either much faster or I procrastinate less. I don't know which it is. Probably a combination. There's an of efficient, them. maybe an efficiency thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not dinking around while you're getting stuff done. I'm really not. No, it's like there's, yes, there's for me, that's definitely the way it is. It's like working 100% or basically not at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not playing this sine wave thing, man. We're all box wave around here. Yeah. I'm up, I'm up, I'm down. Digital. Yep. Yep. Don't give me this analog bullshit. Yeah, the eight-hour workday is horse shit. I don't, need that. <laughs> I don't need that much time in the office. <laughs> I don't need that much time. All right. Uh, cared like you. Well, worse. This is worse. worse. Definitely worse. It would de- I care enough to want to do a good job. Yes. That's, I mean. All right. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer. Yeah. I care enough to want to do a good job. I want. I care enough to. I care enough that I don't want to be seen as somebody who does not provide value. Correct. Yeah, I'm so, gonna say better because I I'm gonna think say better. My yeah, my personal philosophy is basically that you should take any task to at least its logical conclusion that you like that that you could do on your own before you ask for assistance. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody did that, then one people would just naturally get better at doing things because they would learn in a way they don't learn today. Um, I care very much about making sure that I know everything there is to know about how to do my job and do it correctly. So, and I I don't see that same rigor from all of my coworkers. Right. Yeah. The, the, what's funny in the modern workplace that I've experienced is there's this whole, there's this whole want for people to, to managers to make sure you team up with somebody. Hmm. 
and I'm always like, I don't need to team up. <laughs> it's like, hey, we need someone to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. It's like, okay, uh, why don't you get so and so to work with you? I say, I don't need him to work with me on this. <laughs> I'll just let me just let me just knock this out. It'll be fine. I don't need a partner. If somebody needs to learn something, maybe you know that's fine. I can teach them, but I don't need to partner with people no. on on nine out of ten things that I that I have to do. It's like, no, just, let me just unless do there's it. just too much and you have to actually divide up the work. Yeah. Then it's like we're not really working together. We're just going to bring the Legos together at the end. Yeah. Like you yeah. do bag five and six. I'm going to do two, three, and four over here. Yeah. Because yeah, when we have to work together with someone, here's how I work together. Cool. I'm going to take a first pass at this, and then you can let me know if you have any thoughts. <laughs> And you know they're I, not gonna. No, I mean, if I let them do the first pass, it's gonna be way, way more fucking work for me on the back right. end. Like, if I have to go fix it after they've given me their version, oh, God. All right. <laughs> All right. Sacrifice like you. This is a tough one. I, I think this one is, this one I think is a sort of the same bucket as cared like you. See, I think it's totally different. Really? Because, yeah, because I realized that I, I kind of confused someone when you said that before, because I care very much about doing a good job and having a good reputation in the office and, and continuing to build my career. I do not sacrifice personal, important personal things for my, no. my job. Well, sure. I mean, but I don't have a problem staying late to square people away. I mean, this is the, the part of my job is reactive. And so sure. reactive things come at the beginning of your day, at the end of your day. And it doesn't really matter to me. It's like, if something comes up and I'm half, I'm one foot out the door and someone says, Oh, we really we need you to square this. It's like okay, I'm. I mean, I'll stay another forty five minutes, or I'll stay another hour. I'll I'll square this away, and but it, I wouldn't square it away if it was. I'd be like if I was going to <laughs> my daughter's graduation. I would be like, well, I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to put aside important family things, but. Just my own personal time. I mean, it's like I'm, not, I'm just going to go home and drink whiskey and watch sports on TV. I'll stay for an hour. <laughs> right? See, I'm totally circumstances-based there. Like, how how badly did you fuck up for God? <laughs> and, like, in what ways did you not do the things... Like, did you not care enough right. to do the things you should have done to prevent this from happening so that we weren't in this situation? Because if it's bad, if it's like, you did a bad job and now I have an emergency... Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing shit for you. Right. Like, you know how people have those bad attitude type signs of like, your emer- your fuck up isn't my yeah. emergency yes. kind of thing. I believe that. But yeah. I, you know, I work in a world where shit just breaks. Sure. And I just like, okay, I'll, I can't leave that broken. Like, yeah. So I, I understand to, that. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's it. All right. Had energy like you. I don't know. I'm going to say like not better or worse. Cause again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in or I'm not in. And I think if everybody mm-hmm. worked like that, it'd probably be okay. Yeah. So you got to get your, again, getting your chips in, in the right spots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Had energy like you. That's like a, maybe if they had energy, like I used to, because this is past tense here. <laughs> had. <laughs> oh my gosh. Being, being young and single in the workplace. It's like, you just work like crazy. Like yeah. hanging out. Something to do. It's like, <laughs> I can go home to my empty apartment and, you know, play eat, World of Warcraft, <laughs> eat hot pockets, <laughs> or I can just hang out here at work and just do shit with y'all. Yeah, have the same attitude as you. This is definitely a better. Okay, yeah, probably for you. <laughs> 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 I think overall worse for for me, just because I tend to err on the side of pessimism. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I I'm I'm kind of a rah rah guy in the workplace. You are. Yeah. But uh, until I have to leave, and then it's like, fuck you, people. I'm out of here. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Communicated like you, definitely better. 100% a thousand times better. First of all, they would send IMs the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> just with a point. <laughs> or they would actually just talk to people and like not wait to, you know, not wait. When to- I know something, everyone who needs to know it is also going to know it basically instantaneously. Once I've had yeah. the opportunity to put enough context around it and send it to the appropriate parties not Mm -hmm. there is very few things that piss me off as i need you to look at this and then i look at it and it's like they've been sitting on a for an email they didn't forward to me for like four days like i want to fight i want to fight you about that you look at the timestamp on it you're like whoa yeah like that's a what's your fucking problem kind of response thing yeah 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 you kidding me 
served others like you. I'd say better. I would I'm, also uh, say better. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm all about I'm all about the customers customer service experience so yeah see i might make make you ask me two or three times for the thing you want just to make sure that you actually need it (laughs) you want it bad enough but once i've agreed to take on your requested task you're going to get a high quality of return yo have the same drive as you this is i'm gonna say your priorities definitely change as you get older like i'm past climbing you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't really want to be the vice president of IT operations for North America. Right. <laughs> I just like, I couldn't think of a worse thing that could happen to me <laughs> than somebody giving me this job. And I'm, I'm sure it pays a lot of money, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need for that even remotely. So that's an interesting thing to interpret drive as. Yeah. Because if I take it the other way toward the quality of work, that the person is intent on producing, then I think the answer is definitely better. If it's overall sort of drive to achieve some personal career goal, then I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm not, maybe not as done climbing as you might be, but mm. I'm not as focused on it as I once was. Now I'm much more focused on the work with the idea that if I do the work the right way and, you know. Opportunities will present themselves. And if you decide to take one of those opportunities, great. Exactly. But if everyone who I worked with had the same drive to make sure that the quality of their work product was as good as what I'm, I hold the standard I hold myself to, I think that things would be better. Again, oh. this goes back to I'm going to take the first pass because if I let you do it, it's going to take me twice as long to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this note: Are people who think like this tricking themselves? That's interesting. I think there's sometimes. So, did you? Was this a? Was this a Vala Offshar tweet? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A Visa? A Visa tweet? Yeah, because he actually, some of his stuff is pretty good. And I appreciate that. I we need to, we'll, we'll have to do a deep dive on him one of these days. Because he's really an interesting personality on Twitter. It I, really is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but he, he does have some good ones. And this did strike me as one of those things. No, this, I think this, this may have come from golf Twitter. Okay. One of the coach, golf coaching Twitter is what it what, what it may have come from, but, um, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I try not to be delusional about stuff like this. I try to I try to I try to have a accurate perspective on myself, just because you know you'll know what you'll do and what you won't do. I mean, there's there's almost nothing I you know won't do in terms of you know providing work product you know what i mean i don't know it's like people can just ask me i mean if you need me to stab someone i uh, fine i don't know it's like you know i mean it keeps it you know keeps me in health benefits i don't know whatever maybe we should decouple employment from the health system maybe i don't know maybe the uh the joke we always used to make because i used to work for this other ceo and um and they were building a they were building a cell tower uh-huh. close to close close to the house relatively close to the house so there was all this research that i was doing about cell towers and all these other, other things it was a very much a nimby thing like they did not want this cell tower and none of the none of the affluent neighbors wanted this cell tower so they were they were basically pulling together some action around it and they contracted you to be the research assistant on this project. Yes, and then <laughs> and then the joke everybody the joke you get up make is like I'm gonna have to like strap some C4 to this 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 tower. <laughs> At some point they're gonna say, yeah, we we didn't stop it, but we need you to sabotage it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Do you know where I can get some C4? I don't know <laughs> if you could if you could tell me where I could can I expense it? Do if they I promise? Can, if I can expense explosives, can I? I'll blow it up. Sure, I don't know. I don't care. Did they promise you a pardon if you broke any laws? <laughs> no, <laughs> they were going to disavow me. But but hey, if they're going to pay for the explosives and I, it's just a cell phone tower, I mean, I could I'd blow it up. No problem with that. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. <laughs> it never man. came. To, it never came down to that. A company man to the end. Sadly, sadly, it never came down to that. But uh, what are you going to do? Anyway, does that? Are we short on this segment? No, it ran off. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, you were so quick to the quick to the buzzer. I didn't realize. No, but we're done yeah. with our segments. 
that's awesome because now now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready ready <laughs> dad jokes of the week Woo! All so, right. What kind I, of gems? What kind of gems are we expecting this time around? So you know, I uh, before I get into it here, um, I know you hate this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's grown on me like a but fungus. I, I have recently come into uh, a treasure trove of additional material. Oh my god! <laughs> and I thought before I got into the official jokes that I'd share one with you from my wanderings in the wild. Are you ready? All right. Here we go. Since vampires are supposedly susceptible to holy water, I always wondered why priests don't just say a prayer over every storm cloud and kill the vampires from above. Then I realized well, so, why so many vampires come from Europe. Somebody already blessed the rains down in Africa. <laughs> God, that was a long way to go <laughs> to have someone poop in my mouth. <laughs> it's just not great. That was not great. Okay, now the official dad jokes of the week. <laughs> Where do cars get the most flat tires? Uh, uh, on, on the wheels? <laughs> yes, no. Where there's a fork in the road. Uh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh. What kind of ears do trains have? Engine ears. That's correct. Thank you. Ding, ding, ding. What happened when the cat ate a ball of wool? She know. had mittens. What? <laughs> like, a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, instead of kittens. Yeah. Because you get pregnant from eating things. Yes. <laughs> My son just threw a milk carton at me. How dare he? <laughs> dare he? <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. My recliner and I, we go way back. We go way back. And finally, I'm terrified of elevators. I'm going to start taking steps to avoid them. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I, one I came up with and one that I found. Okay. You want to both? Well, I'm yeah. going to give them both to you. Let's do it. Here's the one that, here's the one that I, uh, that I found. You like pie. Do you know where you go to weigh a pie? The pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> it's going to take a second. <laughs> Where do you go to weigh a pie? Somewhere over the rainbow. What? Somewhere over the rainbow. Weigh a pie. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> You might find yourself throwing up over that one later. That's un- I'm un- unhappy tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. All right. Oh. All right, here's the it's one. Like I, you here's hit the- me in the brain with like, brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, here's, all right, here's the, here's the one I came up with. Uh, I'd never go to Paris to swim in the river. That would be insane. Indeed. <laughs> all right thank you thank you for coming tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get better and better wait till i start tapping the elementary school joke book oh yeah yeah anyway into the ot overtime i'll come back i'll wrap around back to my uh, my daughter's 15 hour school day today okay so she started high school today she's very active she's got some things going on but around here High school starts at 7.20. Bus yeah. picks up at 6.45. Sounds about right. So she hopped on the bus at 6.45, did a whole day at school, went to golf practice. And then on Wednesdays, they have 6 p.m. marching band practice until 9. <laughs> so she went to golf practice and then went back to the high school for marching band practice till 9 o'clock. So she basically had she basically did she have homework to do no it's not the first day yes it's gonna be a problem in the future (laughs) wednesday is particularly brutal and so i went to pick her up so i'm there at nine o'clock to pick her up and the the band is coming off the field and the drum line is absolutely blazing and i thought 
there's this whole neighborhood next to the high school. And if I was the high school, if I was those people, I would call the high school and say, I understand you guys practice until 9 o'clock, but does the drum line have to play the way all the way back into the school or like around the front of the school? Are they practicing we, marching during that period of time? Are they actually like no, on time? I think that, no, I, well, I, think the, the, I think they're just walking in. But the drum line won't shut up. The drum line is just, they were just crushing. And it was after nine o'clock on a Wednesday. If I was a neighbor, I'd be, I'd just be, I'd be, I'd be beside myself. I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> Only if you had small kids. Otherwise, if I you mean, were, quite hours, what? you really can't complain, I think, until 10 p.m. Really? Yeah. Even if it's the marching, I guess I live next to the high school, but still. I mean, I don't know. What if there's it just like, seemed unnecessary. It seemed very unnecessary. <laughs> That's all. I remember, like, when we were remodeling our house, and I was doing it in my spare time, which was God, the worst. Oh, I'm gonna come home from work, change, and then put in another four hours of manual labor. Yeah, it's a but great you're like plan. busting ass, right? Because it's like you don't start till six, and you really uh-huh. only get four hours to do anything major. Other, I mean, once you're doing the finished work, it's no big deal. But if you're installing things and doing cuts, and you got the saws going, it's yeah. you really only have a few hours every night, so you have to get it done quickly. I had a different kind of experience getting ready for school. And that is the before and after care service that uh, the private of, you know, service at, at the, that's, that's, they actually use the school facility, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It actually makes it really easy for us. This is the first year finally where both kids are going to be at the same school, at the same facility all day together. So not in the same Convenient. class, obviously. Yes, Convenient. But, yes. But now we're second grade in kindergarten. So we're, we're all at the same elementary school and, you know me. I don't really go out of my way to forge new relationships with people. <laughs> I got plenty of friends. I really don't, but the... the <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want new ones. It's really... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, just be your friend because we have kids in common. Like, we've got to have something beyond that. Okay. And I'm not so starved for, like, companionship that I'm willing to just latch on to anything. Like, you've <laughs> got to like something that I like, and then we can be friends. All right. Fair enough. Uh, because then we'll have something to talk about. But... So today was like the aftercare mixer. Like bring your kid, your, especially your kindergartner who hasn't gone to school yet mm-hmm. um, and is transitioning from a care center they've been at for years you know, okay. to this completely new place. See some familiar faces, get registered, all the stuff that goes into it. And as I'm sitting there kind of looking around, um, saw a few familiar faces, said hello to a few people. Again, didn't engage in any meaningful conversation because I'm trying sure. not to. <laughs> but I'm there with my wife and our two girls. And... The sidebar another thing that we we just got back from a short vacation the one positive thing about having two girls is that when we're on vacation or really anywhere that i'm not alone with them if one of them has to use the bathroom that's really not my problem because my <laughs> wife's got to deal with it i feel bad for her because she's always got to be the one well you never took your you, you don't take your little girl into the bathroom solo like the men's sure. room solo sure like yeah like but when we're all together like i'm <laughs> taking a piss and like some dude roll, like like rolls his six-year-old girl like through the bathroom while i'm standing at the urinal what are you gonna do i don't know yes I, that's I why feel, there's a family restroom i feel for the dude but yeah anyway but i had some thoughts about just that there's a lot of different kinds of parents and i hadn't really because at the daycare center, there's only really one. There's not the the, the dispersal is isn't quite as the dispersion rather isn't quite as as broad as it is at the elementary school. Sure. So at the elementary school, it's like you got the yeah I don't know the the young parents and then the older parents and then the one weird old dad who knows like I don't know you divorced or what's going on here like he's like fifty five. Is your wife here? Well, I mean I that's know. not that old. <laughs> well, for a yeah. No, young school age child yes i was i was an older parent i was an older parent for sure but so you don't look old like this dude looked like old. charles dance from game of thrones <laughs> he's got a kindergartner he's right. 60 yes, he's exactly. like 58 years old kindergartner oh yeah okay fine. so the, and then all i started thinking about was like how horrible this would be if i had to do all this myself like I really would have to like talk to all these people, right? Because I'd be here alone. Com- you have to build a community. Well, we're shopping. We're doing some back to school <laughs> shopping earlier in the week, and I was in the girls section, and you know, I said to my wife, "Hey, what do we need? I'm gonna go mm-hmm. pick some stuff out, and then you can see if you like it or if the kids like it. You know, how can I help?" Basically, she's like, "Okay, well, here are the four or five things that we need to get for the kids. Cool." But. More than once when you're doing that as a man and I'm shopping in the girls section, the, the store employees are like, are you doing all right, sir? 
Like, I don't <laughs> want you asking they, my wife. Do they think you're creeping? I don't know, because I have a tendency to kind of, you know, separate, not, not on purpose, but like I'll be looking at something and then I'll, my kids will wander off, whatever, they're with my wife or, or what uh-huh. have you, and I'll, I just won't clearly be with them. Mm-hmm. And they do. But they think you're just picking out little girls' clothes or just... I don't know what they think, but they definitely don't seem to think that I should be there. <laughs> They're profiling you. A little bit. Yeah, well. I mean, I do have this mustache. <laughs> you're a weirdo creeper. Hanging out in the, in the, in the junior miss section. Exactly. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to share with you from our, our recent trip was, so, are we all familiar with the guy who wears a shirt in the pool? I get it. Yeah. You, know, you don't feel comfortable or whatever. And, and <laughs> right. you know, maybe, you, you know, Matt suggested a rash guard for me yeah. when we were talking about sure so i had the full indoor pool experience on our trip uh-huh. the, the chlorine gas chamber <laughs> right was, as matt put it was it a was it a, like a just an indoor pool just yeah. an indoor hotel pool Correct. that was stiflingly hot and chlorine yeah and i walked yes. in there and i'm like so i respect rules but only up to a point right <laughs> sure <laughs> like once the rules cease to make sense i don't really right yeah, care yeah. To abide i have by to them any you, you have to you have to you have to agree with the underpinning of that rule right yeah yeah like so we got to the park today for the the the, the cookout right <laughs> the social there the parking lot was full and i was the first person to park on the grass and then like yeah. now everyone's parked in the grass yeah but it was like you know parking lot grass yeah but i broke the rules <laughs> so I'm usually the rule-breaking trailblazer, is I guess Got what it. I'm saying. Got so it. in this gas chamber, I immediately walk over <laughs> to the two like doors, hit the release button, and then prop them open with chairs from inside the pool area so that yeah. we can fucking breathe because it's a nightmare in here. <laughs> but back to the shirt with the shirt in the pool. Couple of couple three kids come in. They are early to mid-teens. I would say the youngest is 11 and the oldest is 15. Okay. The oldest is wearing a Seahawks jersey, a Wolf Gray number twelve fan. 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 Fine. Probably a gift. Likely. <laughs> you hope. Uh, he just swam in his fucking jersey <laughs> in the pool. I just I'd never seen anything like it. Like the like the full game type jersey with the I don't mesh think it was the heavy- stitched one. Uh huh. I think it was the replica. So it was just the. No, okay. you know what? The nameplate was stitched on. So he was, he was, he was, he had a game jersey. Those, first of all, those things aren't cheap. Well, okay, the, the replica is at least 120, and then the game one is like 250. Right. So yeah. maybe he had a hundred dollar shirt on, like a hundred dollar in the most type. chlorinated water I've ever been <laughs> in my life. Like this is TMI, but every time I get out of that pool, I'm taking a shower, and like my my urethra hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's not TMI. That's, that's fine. But I've never, I mean, I've been in a lot of pools. I've never had just like phantom urethra pain from the chemicals going up. <laughs> and it's not like I peed in the pool, and so I gave the, you know, the chlorine an opportunity to enter. Right. Just, just regular was, swimming. It was just soaking in. It was uh, just permeating your body. Right. It's probably some chlorine soaked in my brain for going in my ear hole. Yeah. Oh. oh. Anyway, so he just, he's swimming around in a, I mean, I mean, he wasn't a, there's, there's, you don't know. There's any sort of obvious. He's not fat kid. He's not a. Well, all I three mean, of them are fat kids. Oh, uh-huh. oh well, maybe that's it. Yeah, but just wear a t-shirt, brother. <laughs> don't wear your Seahawks jersey in the pool. <laughs> Why even wear a t-shirt, man? Just, just be fat. I mean, as Nobody a guy, cares. as a guy who's fat and like is not afraid to jump into a pool. It's like you're in a pool. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, nobody cares. No one cares. Take off unless you're. I mean, especially an indoor pool. Like yeah. You're not going to get sunburned. I understand trying to dodge the sunburn in this day and age, but but in an indoor pool, just just be fat and take your shirt off, and it'd be fine. No one cares. Well, I mentioned this before. Packing myself into a rash guard. It's like if you're wearing a t-shirt in the pool, once it's wet, it's not like doing you any favors. No. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Unless unless you're unless you're like you know. A college junior on spring break, like a wet t shirt's not gonna be flattering. (laughs) (laughs) Just say it. But just take the shirt off. Dudes, you know, if you're fat, no no one cares. Nobody cares. If you're fat and you're weird and you're hairy, you got no you got no tan, it's okay. We're here for you. I'm not okay. I mean, you know, take it easy. (laughs) Just get in the pool, it's fine. Enjoy yourself. It's no one cares. All right. No one cares. Well, if anything, 
don't wear a Seahawks jersey in the pool. Don't, don't I just wear... couldn't. I can't think of anything more uncomfortable to be wet all over me. Like, how about a dress shirt? Like a. I think that <laughs> like would be better. Down, like a mizzen in Maine. Yeah, because at least that is a stretch. <laughs> would you would you roll up the cuffs or would you leave them? Would you leave them buttoned? I cuff it up. Untuck it. <laughs> untuck it. <laughs> cuff it up and then swim in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's our show. All right, thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod. We hope we help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. Since I never managed to get it in the top of the show, you can find me on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K, and remind us, Chris, where we can find you, too. You can find me at C.D. Villasenor. Perfect. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And <laughs> Until then, peace!